I'm in the big leagues, told them don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feelin' like Whitney. I need a bag, bruh, send it through quickly. I'm making his dog, like I'm in the big leagues. Told him that I gotta go, dog. I'm riding the road, y'all. I think that I'm back in my bag now. So I need that go, y'all. Got hits when he throwin' a fastball. Just too quick for it, peeling off like the whip orange. Seen the effort, it's piss poor. I got too much, I gotta tend to. Car payments and the rent due. Told y'all that I'm six foot, but with the money. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Turnover, the basketball podcast for a basketball fan with zero basketball credibility. Gives his opinions on what's going on in the NBA. Opinions that nobody asked for. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Chris Aaron Murphy, aka AA Ron. And ladies and gentlemen, let's just jump right into it. Folks, welcome back to another episode of Another Turnover. This is the Season 3, Episode 14, if I'm not mistaken. So we're we're chugging right along. It's the 64th episode overall that I have done. So we are getting closer and closer. I'm trying to think. I'm like, am I going to hit 100 episodes? I won't hit 100 episodes this season. It'll be sometime next season. But we're getting there coming up sooner than we think but let's get into some NBA hoops action let's talk about things that have happened over the past week and go from there uh, but before I do that I just want to give a quick shout out again to my man Cam Walker for Cameron Walker for being on the show last week um, talking all things NBA trade deadline I appreciate you thank you sir for being on the show um, but I also I missed last week though I missed Black History Trivia forgive me for those who were wanting to hear it but uh, I'm going to bring it back this week. So this week, Black History trivia question that I have, answer will, will be revealed at the end of the show, is who was the very first black player to play in the NBA? Like I said, answer will be revealed at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for the entire episode. But all right, let's get into some NBA action. So this coming up weekend, um, I've been talking about it for weeks now is the all-star weekend so you've got events going on friday saturday and sunday so i kind of just wanted to you know touch on some of the things that are going to be happening uh this all-star weekend like i've mentioned before all-star weekend is one of my favorite weekends you know throughout the year um just the festivities the entertainment um the silly wacky things that go on during the weekend it's always uh it's always pretty fun to watch um one of these days i'm gonna actually go to an all-star weekend but all-star weekend this year is in good old salt lake city utah <laughs> um but uh yeah one of these one of these one of these days I'm, uh, one of these weekends i should say one of these seasons i'm gonna end up going to an all-star weekend because hey why not but so i want to basically go through uh all the different events that are going to happen and kind of give you know my take my predictions on what's coming up so friday night so friday night is typically dedicated to the uh the celebrity game as well as the rookie sophomore game which i don't even think it's actually called the rookie sophomore game anymore i think it's called the rising stars challenge let me double check that because i actually didn't have it pulled up here so who's playing on what team because i want to make sure i highlight that as well okay cool i got it so but first, let's get into the celebrity game. Let's get into Friday night's celebrity game. So, Friday night's taking place. Let's see. You have uh, you have Team Dwayne Wade, so he is the honorary captain for one team, and then you have what's this guy's name? Oh, Utah Jazz team governor Ryan Smith will be the other honorary captain. When I was looking at the show, I was like, who the heck is Ryan Smith? But apparently, he's the Utah Jazz team governor, so good for him. Um, but this is the this is the team breakdown. So for Team Ryan. 
Obviously, you have uh, you have Utah Jazz Governor Ryan Smith. You have Kane Brown, who is a five-time American Music Award winner. Corday, the rapper, uh, Diamond DeShields, I hope I'm saying that correctly, WNBA All-Star, former NFL player Calvin Johnson, Marcos Minion, TV host, I don't know who that is, The Miz, WWE superstar, Albert Pujols from uh, the MLB, Everett Osborne, who's an actor, Ozuna, who's a rapper, Guillermo Rodriguez, oh, Guillermo from uh, Jimmy Kimmel, that's hilarious, and Cinqua Wall? I don't think I'm saying that correctly. Forgive me for that. So that's the makeup for Team Ryan. Then Team Dwayne Wade, you got Dwayne Wade, the honorary captain. Nikki Jam, who is a Latin global music icon and actor. Jesser, who is a content creator. No idea who that is. Uh, Simu, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Simu Lu, he's, he's the actor who played uh, Shang-Chi in the uh, Marvel film Shang-Chi. Hassan Minaj, who's a comedian. DK Metcalf, NFL player Janelle Monet. Uh, Arike Ogunbwale, who's an WNBA All-Star, and I don't think I'm saying that correctly, I apologize. Uh, 21 Savage, the rapper, Ranbir Singh, Francis Tiafo, tennis player, and then Alex Toussaint, who's a Peloton coach and Puma athlete. So, those are your two teams between Team Dwayne Wade and Team Ryan. Um, based off of the roster here for both teams, I think I'm going to give a slight edge like just a slight edge to team Dwayne Wade obviously I mean you've got Dwayne Wade who's honorary captain um DK Metcalf can probably ball I would say I think uh Janelle Monet might surprise some folks because I was surprised to see her name on the on the roster and I was like she ball I guess she can because she's on the team so maybe she'll surprise us but uh, I'm going. I'm going with Team D Wade. I think D Wade takes the celebrity game this year. But we shall see. Uh, it does say throughout the game, captains Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade and team members will also complete and compete. Excuse me in gameplay activations, including shooting from the fan favorite Ruffles four point line to raise hundred thousand dollars to benefit five for the fight for five for the fight cancer research internship in partnership with Howard University. So they're playing for a really great cause. So I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, but the next competition, let's take a look at the Rising Stars Challenge, 2023 Rising Stars Challenge. So the way they're doing this this year is weird. So they have four teams. You got Team Darren, Team Yokim. I'm assuming that's Yokim Noah. Yokim Noah? How do you say that? Joakim Noah. I'm like, who is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got Team Pal Gasol and then Team Jason, which I don't know which Jason. Oh, Jason Terry. So it's three games. How does that work? So it says for the second straight season, the Rising Stars will feature a three-game mini tournament among four teams comprised of NBA rookies, sophomores, and NBA G League players. Uh, all three games will be played on Friday. They'll be playing to a target score, which means the games will end on a made basket or free throw rather than time expiring. The two semifinal games, games one and two, will be played to a final target score of 40. Okay, so that's kind of how it works. So based off the rosters here, I'm going to run through this real quickly. You've got on Team Darren, you have Jalen Green, AJ Griffin, Bones Highland, Walker Kessler, Trey Murphy III, Sangoon from Houston, Franz Wagner. Team Joachim, you got Jalen Duran, Josh Giddy, Quentin Grimes, Evan Mobley, Javari Smith, Jeremy Sochan. I should know his last name. He plays for the Spurs. Jalen Williams. And then you got Team Powell. You got Jose Alvarado, Paulo Bencaro, Scotty Barnes, Jaden Ivey, Benedict Matherin, uh, Keegan Murray, 
Andrew Nimhard, and then Team Jason, you have City... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, I'm sorry, Sissoko, Scoot Henderson, who's supposed to be a pretty high draft pick next, in next year's draft, Mojave King, Kenneth Lofton Jr., Mac McClung, who's in the dunk contest, who I'll talk about a little bit later, Leonard Miller, and then Scotty Pippen Jr. So, based off the four teams, if I'm just looking, I gotta go with Team Team Joking because, one, they've got Jeremy Sohan from San Antonio, and I really like Josh Giddey's, uh game and Evan Mobley's game as well. So that's what I'm going with. Do I feel confident about it? Absolutely not. But who cares? It's the All-Star game. It doesn't matter. But um, all right. Next competition. We have the three-point contest, which, or no, excuse me. We have the skills competition. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Skills competition is really, really fun to watch. This year, they're doing a three-team format as well. So you have three teams going up against each other. So you have one team that consists only of Antetokounmpo's. You have Alex from the Wisconsin Herd G League, Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously from the Milwaukee Bucks, and then Thanasis Antetokounmpo, also from the Milwaukee Bucks. And then you got Team Utah. Obviously, they are the uh, the home team. You know, they are the ones hosting the All-Star Game. You got Jordan, Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, and then Colin Sexton. And then the rookies, you have Paolo Bencaro, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith. Um, so that'll be pretty cool as well. So if you're not familiar with the Skills Challenge, the Skills Challenge... It's just, I mean, it's kind of like it sounds, skills consisting of passing, dribbling, shooting, layups, all that stuff um, in a, as basically as quickly as you can. It's almost like an obstacle course. So with that being the case, I'm going for the Antetokounmpo's like that. I, I think the Antetokounmpo's are going to take it. I mean, obviously you have the, uh, you know, to be honest, two-time MVP, right? MVP, finals MVP. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I'll go with the answer to Kumbos. I think that's a safe bet. I don't think that's going out on a limb by any stretch of the imagination. But all right, now to my favorite competition. Like I stated earlier, the three-point contest. So this year's three-point contest is shaping up to be pretty intriguing. So these are your participants. You have Tyrese Halliburton, Indiana Pacers player. You have Tyler Hero from Miami Heat. Buddy Hield from the Indiana Pacers as well. Kevin Herter from the Sacramento Kings. Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. Lori Markinen uh, from the Utah Jazz, Julius Randle, who is a replacement for guard Anthony Simons, which Julius Randle must have a high three-point percentage this year because he is not really a knockdown three-point shooter. But anyway, and then you lastly, but not surely not least, you have Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics making up your three-point contest participants. So based off of the list here of the people that are in it, I think I'm going to go with Buddy Hill. I think he's got the best three-point shot not um, maybe not in percentage but I think he's got the best three-point shot out of all these players I mean mine is Damian Lillard Damian Lillard is more of like a like a knockdown like dagger three-point shooter whereas Buddy Hill like I can just see they're hitting like 30 40 53s in a row um so yeah I'm gonna go with Buddy Hill I'm gonna go with Buddy Hill to win the three-point contest that's my pick and I'm sticking with it but all right let's transition again to the last competition that I'm gonna make predictions for um, that's the slam dunk contest. Now, you know how I feel if you're a longtime listener of the show. Uh, how I feel about the slam dunk contest hasn't been great, honestly, since Zach Levine and Eric Gordon, or Eric Gordon, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon went head to head back in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. So that was seven years ago coming up now. Um, I mean, that was, that was a classic. That was an instant classic, uh, in that dunk contest. And I guess the one with Derek Jones Jr. winning over Aaron Gordon in 2020. That one wasn't bad. 
either, but it definitely wasn't a 2016 battle where they had to basically go into a dunk off. So this year's slam dunk contest, I don't get why like big time stars just don't do the dunk contest. Like I remember when Dwight Howard would do it and he was, you know, an all-star Nate Robinson was a pretty, you know, well-known role player. I don't know why. I don't know why the famous, I'm not famous. I don't know why these guys don't do it. Back in the day, like, shoot, Vince Carter did it. Kobe did it. Michael did it in the 80s. So, but right now, I mean, not to, you know, you know, crap on the players that are in it. But this is who you got. You got KJ Martin from the Houston Rockets. You got Mac McClung from the G League, the Delaware Blue Coats slash Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Trey Murphy III from the New Orleans Pelicans. And then Jericho, I believe is Sims, if I'm saying that correctly, from the New York Knicks. Shaden Sharp from the Blazers was supposed to do it, but decided against it in February. Why that is, I don't know, but he's not doing it. So, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see this one being very eventful. So I'm going to go in with very low expectations so I don't get disappointed. That's how I, uh, that's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to approach this. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go with, you know what? I'll go with Mac McClung. Like, why not? I'm probably not even saying his last name correctly, but G League guy, like, I mean, who said white man can't jump? That was a long time ago. Like, Matt, I'm pulling for you. Return of the Mac, Mac McClung. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> but we shall see. Um, and then as far as, obviously, the big event that the weekend, you know, is, you know, uh, celebrating is your actual all-star game. You know, you got Team LeBron versus, I believe, Team Giannis, if I'm not mistaken, again. Um, now... This year's a little different because they didn't pick the uh, teams a couple weeks before in. They're going to do playground style and pick the teams the night of, like right before the game, which I think will be pretty intriguing. Um, with that being the case, I'm not going to predict because I don't know what the teams are, but LeBron gets to pick first and he's undefeated. So if I had to pick, I guess I would pick LeBron James to win. I mean, it's not really going out, not really going out on the limb. His, like I said, he's picked the. Uh, He's picked the best teams overall of the past, oh gosh, since they started doing this format, what? They started doing this format like, what, four years ago or something like that? So I'm going to go with Team LeBron. I think Team LeBron goes again and LeBron stays undefeated. But that's to sum up what's coming up this weekend with the All-Star Weekend. Um, Should be fun if you've got time this weekend. Watch it. Enjoy it. It's fun. It's entertaining. And it doesn't take itself that seriously. Um, way better than the NFL's Pro Bowl, but that's a story for another day. Let's transition. <laughs> Let's go around the association, and I want to briefly just touch on you know some headlines and news that has come up uh, of this week, and go from there. But uh, first, kind of uh, notable piece of news that I wanted to talk about: the Boston Celtics coach. Celtics named Joe Mazzulla as their permanent head coach, and they have signed him to an extension. Um, says uh, article I have pulled up here on the NBA.com. Joe Mazzulla has been named the full-time head coach as of Thursday, removing the interim tag he has held throughout the season after stepping in for Ime Udoka. Uh, terms of the new deal were not readily available. Uh, this is Celtics pre- president Brad Stevens speaking here. It says, as he has shown, Joe is a very talented coach and leader. He has a unique ability to galvanize a room on a, around a mission. We are thankful for the work he has done to help us get to this point and excited that he has agreed to lead us in the future. So Joe Mazzulla is officially the 19th head coach in franchise history. So congratulations to you, sir. You deserve it. Uh, I really, really like what I have seen from Joe Mazzulla with this Boston Celtics team. And I hope it leads. I mean, as they're, they are my second favorite team behind, obviously, my lowly, lowly, lowly San Antonio Spurs. So I'm pulling for them. Pull for them to take it all the way this year. They definitely look like the 
best overall team in the NBA, so that wouldn't be far-fetched to say. But congratulations, Joe Mazzula, no longer the interim, but the permanent head coach for the Boston Celtics. But next thing that I wanted to discuss, you've got the uh, the GOAT, in my opinion, just my opinion, don't come after me, uh, Michael Jordan donates $10 million to Make-A-Wish for his 60th birthday. So the article here says, six-time NBA champion Michael Jordan celebrated his 60th birthday on Friday by making a $10 million donation to Make-A-Wish. It is the largest donation ever received from an individual in the organization's 43-year history. So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty great. Now, I'm going to be honest and transparent. Initially, when I saw that, you know, Michael Jordan donated $10 million to Make-A-Wish, I was like, oh, man, that's not that much money for him. Like, he's a billionaire. But then... I had to, I was like, you know what? Let me gain some perspective on this. $10 million is a lot of money for a lot of people. And ten, I'm sure $10 million for Make-A-Wish is a lot of money for them. So that $10 million is going to a great cause, going to help, you know, um, you know, kids in need, um, kids who are, you know, less fortunate in their health situations. So kudos to you, Michael Jordan, for donating $10 million to Make-A-Wish. I think that is pretty awesome. Um, side note, if you are a wrestling fan um you're familiar with uh john cena pro wrestling fan that is and i believe he has the most single like make-a-wish visits of anyone else in history and let me i just it made me think about that let me see how many make-a-wishes has john cena done oh no why is not like okay he has done check this out this is just a fun side note crazy stat the Guinness Book of World Records recognizes the actor and WWE superstar for the most wishes granted through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, coming in at 650. 650 different visits that John Cena has done for Make-A-Wish. That is incredible. That is impressive. Not to take away any of the shine from Michael Jordan donating $10 million, but 650 visits, absolutely insane, absolutely incredible. But... Um, some other pieces of news, not really news or headlines, but things I just wanted to kind of point out. Um, obviously, we are a week out from the trade deadline that was last Thursday, so you're listening to this, you know, Friday or later. Um, but I just kind of wanted to talk about some of the fallout, some of the early things that I've seen. Obviously, it's only been a week, so we still have a lot of time to see how these new teams and whatnot are going to gel. Obviously, we still haven't seen Kevin Durant. He's still been dealing with his injury. Um, and you know, there's other, you know, pieces and movement around the league that we haven't really got to see as of yet, but, um, you have the new look Lakers. They all played together. D'Lo, uh, who else? Oh, shoot. I'm blanking on Mo Malik Beasley. There was somebody else too that they got and I'm tripping. I apologize. Um, who they, uh, who, who they picked up, but the new look Lakers, they all played together. LeBron, D'Lo and Anthony Davis. And they look pretty good against New Orleans. They beat New Orleans, uh, well, two nights ago. You're listening to this. Now, no Zion Williamson. I can't remember if, I think C.J. McCollum played. I don't remember if Brandon Ingram played, but I think he did. But, you know, Pelicans weren't fully 100% healthy because they were good before Zion Williamson's injury. But they look pretty good. I like what I saw. I like the spacing. I like what I saw in uh, on defensive, especially their perimeter defense. So, you know, Lakers... I like it. And that's a lot. That took a lot out of me to say that. It really, really did. But um, I also like what I've seen from this new look Brooklyn team. I mean, Mikael Bridges scoring 45 points, a career high. Obviously, you know, that was not his role in Phoenix was, you know, to score the basketball. He could score it, but 45 points. I was like, ooh, we could be on to something with that team. I mean, with Mikael Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, 
uh, Cam Johnson. Who else? Cam Thomas. Uh, who's a big man in Brooklyn? I can't remember. But uh, they look good. They look really good. I like what I saw from the uh, from the Brooklyn Nets in that particular game where he dropped 45 points. Um, another thing that came out today, which kind of surprised me, um, Kevin Love is dis- currently discussing a possible buyout from the Cavaliers. Obviously, he came in that Andrew Wiggins trade way back in 2014. Ancient history now in the NBA. Um, but obviously, when LeBron came back to Cleveland, you know Kevin Love was one of the players that he wanted the team to trade for. Won a championship in 2016 as, you know, a part of that big three with him, Kyrie, and LeBron. Um, but they're looking at a potential buyout uh, for Kevin Love. And I was definitely taken aback by that because he just seems like he seems like they're Udonis Haslam or like they're I, not in terms of talent, but like they're like Dwayne Wade, like their guy, you know, because he's been there for so long through all the changes that Cleveland has had, you know, since LeBron got there, since LeBron left. Um, and so on. But uh, yeah, Kevin Love potentially going to be bought off from the Cleveland Cavs. Where would y'all like to see Kevin Love go? I mean, I think he could probably still help a championship team. He'd probably be signing for the veteran minimum wherever he goes. I mean, could he be a fit in Denver? Could he be a fit for another contender like a, like a Phoenix or something like that? I mean, potentially. I could see it. But uh, I just thought that was that was pretty cool. I mean, I just thought that was pretty crazy that reports are out that they're potentially going to buy out the rest of his contract. But um, And then this is just not really anything to do with news or anything like that, but this was just a crazy stat I saw online about Nikola Jokic. Y'all know how I feel about Jokic, my favorite player to watch. Um, I definitely think the way it is right now, with the way the media is discussing it, I think he's going back to back to back. We haven't seen it since 1986 with Larry Bird. I think that's what's going to happen, but crazy stat. The Nuggets are 21-0 and 0 when Jokic drops a triple-double. Like, so if he's basically getting a triple, if, as it stands right now, if he gets a triple-double, it's a guaranteed win for the Denver Nuggets. Like, they have definitely played well. I mean, would I say they're exceeding expectations right now? You could probably say that because I had them pretty high up in the standings. I think I had them, like, top four. Um, but they're number one right now. And Jokic is absolutely balling, averaging a triple-double right now. Um, last night's game, he had 14 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. That's a Jason Kidd triple-double, um, but a triple-double nonetheless. So Nikola Jokic balling out right now. Crazy stat. 21-0 and when he gets a triple-double. As it stands right now, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but unfortunately for people that don't want him to be, but he's probably going to be the MVP, but... Um, all right. Well, before we wrap up here, I got to give you the answer to the black history trivia question. So the first black player to ever play in the NBA was none other than Mr. Earl Lloyd way back in 1950. That was a long time ago. That was 70, 73 years ago. Coming up on 73 years ago. I think it was October of 1950. So, um, yeah. Earl Lloyd, paving the way, pioneer in the game of basketball. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, that is all the show I have for you fine folks this evening. 
or whenever you're listening to this, morning, afternoon, evening. Uh, but I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. As I say every week, if you could do all the good things, like, share, subscribe, leave comments, I would greatly appreciate it. But should be an exciting weekend. Like I said, if you have the time, enjoy yourself some All-Star Weekend. If not, do the things that you enjoy doing with the people that you enjoy doing it with. But anyway, I'll be watching All-Star Weekend where I can. Still got a whole bunch of wedding planning going on too. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you have a great weekend. Take care, and I will see you next week. Yeah, I told him I'ma hit it out of stance. I deserve another.